Good morning and welcome to another edition of South Florida Sundays. I'm your host, Trey Brazier, along with my co-host, Mr. Patrick Franklin from the Urban League, Palm Beach County. Good morning, sir. Happy good, Easter. Good morning, Trey. And what a great Sunday morning it is, especially this day as Easter Sunday. Absolutely. Absolutely. Today, our guest is Dr. Brown Graham. She's an OB. So I, I've never knew how to pronounce this the correct way. Is it OBGYN or? That's perfectly correct. Okay, cool. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't want to sound weird saying that. Dr. Colette Brown-Graham, thank you so much for being here uh, this morning with us. And as we continue our conversations from the previous week in in health, and and today we're going to talk about women's health and um, how that reflects upon all the ladies and mothers and daughters that we have here in Palm Beach County that... uh, or in a, a health crisis, in, in, if we want to look at it in some ways. But let's first of all go back and start like we always do. Tell us about you and your background, and how did you get started to be an OBGYN doctor? So I am actually originally from Jamaica. I have been here for the vast majority of my life, but I came here at the age of 14. And I come from a family of um, many, many healthcare providers. In fact, my mother was a nurse at Jackson Memorial Hospital. So my background is um, really that I saw my uncle being a doctor. I saw my aunt being a physician. I um, grew up thinking, well, that would be something that would be interesting to do. So it it kind of fell to me when my mother, I said to my mother, I I think I want to be a doctor. She said, okay, you have lots of role models. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the things that really um, impacts me is that we have to have modeling for our children. Yes. if you don't see someone who looks like you doing something, it's difficult to imagine it for yourself. And that is so critical because we at the Urban League, we for years with our youth programs, our New Lights programs, our NAS programs, is put individuals like you in front of them to say, this is who you can be. Uh, I agree. And one of the things um, we haven't talked about yet that T. Leroy Jefferson does is we do a lot of mentoring to the community so that we do go in front of children in elementary school, in middle school, and show them, yes, we are brown people, and you can be one of us. Wow. So that's, and and it's actually very impactful. I've actually had young women come into my office at the age of 17, 18, telling me, I saw you when you were at my elementary school Mm -hmm. when I was eight. When I was eight, I remember. So it's it's a beautiful thing. Very good, very good. So... Who were your mentors? Like you, you talked about your, your uncles and your, and, your, and, your, and your parents. Anyone else who was that like driving mentor in, in your development? Well, um, I'm going to say sort of no. When we came to this country, um, my mother went with me to go be enrolled, enrolled in school in ninth grade. And I was told, like a lot of kids, well, she can't go into the advanced classes because... And my mother said, no, you don't understand. She's probably smarter than you. Mm. So if it wasn't for, I guess, the advocacy of my mother putting me into um, classes where no one looked like me, right. I wouldn't have been in all of the gifted and honors classes that I was in junior high and in senior high. So I think that's really important for parents to advocate for their children. Mm-hmm. Because if they don't, their children will not be in the programs that they need to be in. You know, don't let someone tell you your child is not smart enough. Right. Um, If you know your child is capable and can do that work, they should be enrolled in the honors and the gifted classes because that's the way for them to be promoted in math and science classes. And I I, I really hope that a lot of our parents that are listening today understand that um, 
you have to be that guide, that guiding force in your Correct. children's life, and don't expect someone else to do that, but you have to lead the way, and don't let them tell you no. Correct. So I went off to um, Duke University, and actually how I got to Duke is an interesting story to me because I was a little bit, um, I want to say vain. I really wish I had known about HBCUs. I'm such on a kick for that now. But I really only wanted to go to a school. We didn't have the Internet, and this is true. So, I, yeah, I'm dating myself. I remember myself. that. I, 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 I had no Internet. <laughs> we had no laptops. We had no cell phones. Right. Yes. So I actually took my bicycle down to the library and um, went through one of those books that showed you all the colleges. Mm -hmm. And I only wanted to go to a school with four stars by it. So um, all the schools I applied to, I applied to Columbia, I applied to Dartmouth, I applied to Duke. I applied to all these schools with four stars because I wanted to go to a four-star school. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of an immigrant mentality. Mm -hmm. Anyway, when I got into all of these schools, which I got into actually of the 10 schools I applied to, I got into nine. And um, I went up to visit uh, Dartmouth and Wellesley in February. Cole. In And being <laughs> from Jamaica, I came yes. off the plane and I thought, I can't go I here. I can't live here. I can't live here. Yes. This is freezing. Mm -hmm. So Duke was the most southern school I applied to. So I was like, okay, that's it. I'm going to Duke because it's in North Carolina. Yes. And it's warm there. <laughs> At yes. least some of the time. So that's where I'm going to school. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I mention that is because um, they didn't really have a lot of uh, brown people in my class. In fact, of the thousands of people at Duke, there was um, 69 black people in my class. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So imagine that. You can um, almost count them. You, can, you yes. actually could. Yes. If, if you went to Duke in the years that I went there, I actually probably know you or mm -hmm. you know me. me. Right. Because that's just how it was. Yes. So because of that, though... Um, you actually ended up knowing the people very well, very well who were there with you. And so we actually formed a lot of, um, we had a lot of bonding. Mm -hmm. um, I don't, I mean. And, I, and it wasn't even during the social media craze time and no, all that, because we didn't have that. We didn't have that. So right. we actually really became friends. And most of those people, I pledged Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. I'm very happy that I did. And most of the people that are my dear friends from, Duke are not even that they have to be in the sorority. We were all just there together. Mm -hmm. So that's actually a very positive experience. Fast forward my children because I went to Duke. I was like, you guys got to go because that whole legacy thing. And they didn't have my experience because there were more brown people there then. Oh, yeah. And they totally weren't different. as bonded as I was. And I, I, thought, I did the same thing. I, I took my girls to, to Duke and they visited and they were like, oh, you know. But um, I had the pleasure of going to HBCU. I'm a graduate of HBCU, Southern University in Baton Rouge, and I pledged Alpha too. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. So that 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 goes back. Let's let's talk a little bit. Let, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about um, minority women's health and how poverty affects our young ladies and and women today. Well, I'm. I will talk about that, but I also want to say that um, it affects all brown women. Yes. It is not just um, if you're poor yes. or if you have money. Yes. The reality of it is, is that we have a crisis of, um, I don't even know if we know the significance. Why should someone, just because they have brown skin, have a death rate in childbirth 3.7 mm -hmm. to four times higher 
than a Caucasian woman. That doesn't even make sense. Mm -hmm. When you look at it, you actually feel like literally crying when you hear that information. So there needs to be something done about it. And the reason why I say that is because um, they just did a a new study, and I wish I had it on me, Mm. because it was very interesting. They um, controlled for those who had money and those who didn't. Mm -hmm. And they actually realized that it didn't matter matter. that your income was higher. In fact, this is an abysmal uh, thing to say, but, okay, money protects you, we'd like to think. But a black woman who is college educated has a higher death rate from childbirth than someone who is Caucasian and does not have a A college or high school school education. Exactly. Yes. So if you think about that, you actually have to be almost depressed about it. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't I don't know perfectly the answer as to why I think there is some issue with uh especially when you're a minority who is poor that you don't have the same uh level of um care given to you but i don't know how to tease it out and say well what's the difference what's the difference why why when you're well off does that happen i don't know if we need to actually have more physicians of color Mm -hmm. um i don't know exactly what the impact would be and how we would actually change this but some sort of way we need to fix that problem because America can't be a place of have and have nots. The beautiful thing about America is that we all are here. And even though um, people will pretend and tell you that it's not true, this country is a country of immigrants. Very much yes, so. This country is a very, country of immigrants. Very, very much We've so. We've all come from somewhere. And um, it's important that we all realize that it makes a difference for everyone um, to have good care. Mm-hmm. If I get better care, it will actually improve your health as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and that and that that's a that's a big statement because money doesn't dictate good health. Good. And yes. and good to know that. It's and true. It, it it really doesn't. And it, it's those statistics with with women's health, especially black health, black women. That's that's astounding, and and and, and we, we should be so upset about that because um, our black women suffer more than you can ever think about when it comes to health, and um, you know the 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 birth rate, the the death rate among our our, our young black women at childbirth is it's incredible. So there's a couple things because even though we want to say well. Um, that's, there's something that's going on and we can't exactly. We are responsible for some things. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to um, get real and tell you that I think the obesity problem, yes. especially among women of color, is huge. And I'm not trying to um, uh, have anyone come after me because I have never been a thin person. Um, but I do think it's important that we actually look this problem in the face and try to fix it. So obesity is having a, a body mass index of less than 25. So you can actually do the numbers yourself. It's mm-hmm. your height to your weight. And um, when you are obese and you have uh, pregnancy, it actually does impact your health. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I think we can actually do something with. When you come into the doctor's office and you have a um, BMI that's closer to 30, you probably should gain less weight. Yeah. 
So you don't need to gain, and I have said this to patients constantly because it's really important that they know that this is not a judgment. It's not being rude. It's just being, listen, I want you to be healthy because I like sleeping well at night. And yes. if you are sick or if you have more issues because of your weight, it's going to be a problem. So along with obesity comes a higher risk of uh, diabetes and pregnancy. And there's many other issues that go along with it. A higher risk from anesthesia, if you do need anesthesia. So one thing that our African-American women can do is try to maintain their weight in a healthy number. And I think that goes beyond pregnancy, but it certainly does apply to pregnancy. I, I remember when uh, my wife and I, we, we, we have three children, and she's going to kill me for saying this, but I remember in her, uh, in her first pregnancy, she got gestational diabetes. Now she doesn't have, she's not a diabetic or anything like that, but that came on with her pregnancy. And she was on a very controlled diet and, and controlled everything where she could not, she was informed, do not gain weight. That's you exactly know? correct. So, um, and that is actually part of the problem. If you, and your wife, I've seen her, she's mm -hmm. actually normal size. What gestational diabetes actually really says to us is, if you gain a lot of weight, and guess what you do in pregnancy, gain weight, mm -hmm. you will be diabetic. So the real take-home message from gestational diabetes as well is that if you're not careful after you deliver, if you don't exercise, if you don't mm -hmm. take off the weight, you're going to be someone that's at high risk at for high diabetes. Risk. In fact, it's probably 70, 80 percent of those patients that come to us mm -hmm. um, with uh, gestational diabetes actually have um, diabetes mm -hmm. after pregnancy. Very in, much. As their yeah. older age. This is South Florida Sundays. I'm Trey Brazier. I have Patrick Franklin here from the Urban League. And of course, our guest today is Dr. Colette Brown Graham, OBGYN. Yes, indeed. Here uh, talking about women's health. Good. I want to go back to that BMI for a second so people can understand that um, I'm not, I don't consider myself overweight, but if I had to do my BMI, I'd probably be right on the edge. And, and, and look at my height, my weight, et cetera. And because for you to be underneath that number, you got to be small uh, in, well, in a way. Okay, okay? So, so a body mass index between uh, under 25 is normal. Actually, I'll even break it down to people so they know if they're underweight. If your body mass index is under 18, mm -hmm. you're too small. Too small. And that actually has an impact as well. But... Um, Going forward, if your BMI is 25 to 29 and you actually exercise, walk around, and I don't, I don't want you to do a marathon. Yeah. I'm talking about get Just out there do and something. walk yeah. and actually turn on the music to this wonderful radio station and dance. Yes. If you actually do something physical and your BMI is a little bit heavy, and we call that plump. Yeah. Even in Jamaica, we call it pleasantly plump. Pleasantly plump. Yes. If yes. you're between 25 and 29, and I you call do it healthy. Some, right? <laughs> well, if you do something exercise-wise, go for a swim, go for a walk, dance, you will actually have, and they have done that study, Right. you'll be as healthy as someone whose BMI is less than 25. Very good. It's when your body mass index is over 30, that we actually start to see many of the problems associated with obesity. Mm -hmm. So if you have, um, and I don't, I want, I want to give a number. If you are five foot six, and you weigh over 190 pounds, that is someone who is morbidly obese. Yes, has a BMI over 30. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And actually, forgive me, is obese. Yeah. Well, your BMI is morbidly obese when it's over 35. Over 30. 
So the issue in America, though, is, and this is not just pertaining to the African-American community, Mm -hmm. we um, don't really have a stop watch in how much food we take. So our BMI has gotten bigger and And we eat processed foods and all that that contributes to the the poor diet. Correct. I actually tell um, my patients to stay on the outer aisle of the roof of the supermarket okay go straight you know Publix turn to the right turn to the vegetables yes, and, and go and, to the vegetables yes. and the fruits yes the more packets you break open to eat is the unhealthier you're probably eating that's and that, I, that's a good that's a good rule of follow so I tell them go straight up get all the fruits and vegetables in fact if you pack your cart with half fruits and vegetables you're doing good you're doing good you're doing good and then um, go down and get a few protein sources that you want. If you want to get some chicken, maybe once a week some meat. I mm-hmm. mean, if we can all afford that because yeah. meat has gotten so expensive. Inflation. But the truth of the matter is, as you pass by, and I'm not really into people having a ton of dairy. I don't want the dairy farmers to come after me. But I think that um, almond dairy is much better. Any nut kind of dairy is much better for us, is much better for our health. A good mix, a good limitation, and a good variety is better than just going down the same uh, Thank aisle. You. And then, you know, uh, don't be afraid to learn how to cook those greens different. Correct. You know, and yes. and and you don't have to do it the old way that that grandma did and all that. You can saute it without without the uh, with, without that the ham and all that. Yes, you know, you're and, quite and it's correct. and it's very tasty. Add a little. Um, oils and different things to it and you can bring the taste around you can bring the taste to actually being completely delicious yes uh, absolutely so i do want people to know that healthy eating does impact in fact so exercise makes you feel better and it makes you move and that's good but how we eat completely impacts what are what we weigh Mm -hmm. and that's important to realize and people say well I, i can't eat like that it's expensive they have also done very good studies that prove you either pay now or you pay later or you pay later. Yes, yes, yes. So if you don't take the time to eat healthy mm-hmm. and promote your health in that way, it actually could impact your health when you are 60 and when, and you have arthritis and mm. diabetes and bad hypertension. Yes. Let's 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 move on to, to another topic. What are the most common health problems in, in women of color? So I mentioned them. I think that the um, sugar issue is one of them, diabetes. That is one of our major issues. Um, And that impacts a lot of our health because if you're diabetic, guess what? Your eyes don't work as well. If you're diabetic, guess what that does? It makes your kidneys not work as Mm -hmm. well. And in fact, if we go into um, uh, renal issues, we make up most of the clinics for those who have to get... um, transplants Mm -hmm. and other issues that go into kidney. So the truth is, is that diabetes is one big problem that if we tease it out, makes so many other different problems among us. Yeah. So the other thing is hypertension and cardiac disease. So um, hypertension is um, known as the silent killer. I'm not so sure it's silent. No. Because (laughs) there's so many people that can get a stroke because they don't know that their blood pressure is high. Um, that can get a heart attack, that can get a cerebral vascular accident. So there's so many things that can happen because of the chronic blood pressure problem of your blood pressure being elevated and you not taking medicine. Are you, are you an, uh, an advocate for those who are not 
maybe if their family history has has a has a blood pressure problem, should they be taking their blood pressure often? Absolutely, yes. it is critical for you to know what your blood pressure is. Now, I've heard people also say don't don't go to Walgreens and take your blood pressure. Me, get your own and 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 get and your calibrated own correctly. And calibrated. Your own, yes. Actually, you can. Um, I actually, when I'm checking women and they're pregnant. I make them bring their cuff that they have at home. Just to calibrate. Just to make sure that it's the right, calibrate, that's the right word. Just to make sure it's the right blood pressure so they're not um, spazzed out of blood pressure that's normal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's one thing that that we we all see. OBGYN Dr. Colette Brown-Graham is our special guest today here on South Florida Sundays. I'm Trey Brazier along with Patrick Franklin from the Urban League, Palm Beach County. When, When it comes to maternal and infant health disparities, Let's talk about about that a little bit as far as what's in our community in, in black and brown women. So um, the biggest deal to me is the impact of having, and I don't know why this is, so I'm going to say it, having someone that looks like you take care of you. They have done those studies. It sounds like it would be crazy. I really don't even understand it. But they say that when someone who looks like you takes care of you, it impacts your overall health. Okay. So I I don't understand that because I'd like to think that anyone who comes in, and I don't know if it's because you're you come in and you're not taken seriously when you yes. say I have a severe headache and I'm pregnant. Oh, you probably have preeclampsia. I don't know what it is. In fact. This is true, and I'm not going to mention the name, but a really wonderful patient of mine went to the ER. Her husband's a police officer. In fact, he's a detective. Mm -hmm. She went in, and she had severe pain. In fact, her ovary was twisted on itself. And I'm her doctor. And she said that when she was sent home with pain medicine, Mm -hmm. that the uh, pharmacist treated her like she was someone who was drug seeking oh my and gosh. I, I've heard that from other women of color before so I'm just giving that example to say do we get the same level are you taken seriously yes is are your issues really dealt with yes on that okay let's not look at your color let's look at the symptoms that you have right right and so that I think can impact your care I think that's the biggest deal so what I'm saying to all the moms and dads who have their kids out there, please encourage them in the natural sciences and math. We need more people that look like us that are providers. We need more people to become doctors, to become nurses, to become pharmacists. We need our community to actually show up and fill those roles. I wish it weren't like that. I wish I could say that that wasn't the truth. And I'm not talking about necessarily my experience. Um, I'm talking about the experience of the average person of yes. color when they walk into a doctor's office. Are they are they given the same? And I don't want to say respect, or, but are they given the same level of of, of care? Of or, care. Yes. 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 And that and I think that's important. And I I don't think I agree. we we take that seriously enough. I agree. I agree. How would how would somebody listening today? How would they get in touch with you? So um, I am uh, OBGYN in the Wellington community. I've been actually, I can't even believe it because it seems like yesterday, but I've been here now for 27 years. Wonderful. And um, we actually just moved. So I took out my card. I moved on to Palms West campus. Yes. And my address is 12955. 
Palms West Drive, Suite 101, Loxahatchee, Florida, 33470. And and the phone number? It's 561-792-0050. And, and anyone who... who is listening and has information or would like to get information or even doctor come and see Dr. Graham, call her. I mean, she's wonderful. She understands exactly what's going on uh, within our community. And your advocacy for inviting our talent to really do the best they can is, is priceless because we we at the Irving, again, we, we talk about it, we, we stress it, but we need parents to really take that step to say, I need you because I always challenge our kids to, to say, who's going to be that next cardiologist? Who's going to be that next uh, OBGYN? Who, who, who's going to be that? Because I need you yes. later you da- da- that. down the line. I, I need you to take care of me when I get to, to that point where I'm going to be on that walk and I'm going to need your care. So we can tell them that they can be anything they want to be. I just want them to be um, to understand that. Math and science is not beyond us. Yes. If you even want to be an astronaut, like I would go into the elementary class and many of the kids would tell me, I'd say, well, what do you want to do when you grow up? I want to be a basketball player. I want to be a football player. There is nothing wrong with those professions. But, but that's one in a million. That's one in a million. That's one in a million. Yes. And, and I, I need you to look at plan B and C and, yes. and really look at something that that's going to be there for you Correct. down Correct. the line. And and also, I also tell them this, I've never um, been able to, um, I've always been able to help take care of my family. In the medical profession, you are given the tools to be able to, the money to help take care of your family. And that's important. Yes. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. So as a nurse, you'll never go, well, I don't know if I'm going to have a job. Nurses will always have a, have job. a job. But that's my point. As yes. a doctor, you'll always have, always a, have job. a job. Always have a job. Always. So in the medical profession, it's actually a very, very, um, I want to say cool. It's a very cool thing that you'll be I think needed. so. Yes. I think so. so very, very I mean, much. Remember that parents out there who are trying to, I mean, you don't really stare your children, but you can see that someone has a science interest. And you don't want the teacher to say to them, no, you, I don't want you to be in science like happened to me when I came in ninth grade. Oh, you don't belong in science. Why don't you go do this instead? Right, right. You want to, you want to say to them, no, I can see how smart you are. Let me give you some of the tools. Let me send you to a program. Mm-hmm. You know, we so, at, at T. Leroy Jefferson, one of the things that we do is we have a weekend, and I can't remember, it's coming up in April. Okay. A weekend that we, um, it's a Saturday. We invite students, it's at Inlet Grove, mm-hmm. and we invite students to Dr. come. Dr. Emma and, Banks. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she's there, and a, another wonderful um, physician, Dr. Roger Duncan, actually Dr. started Dr. this Duncan, program. Yes. And what happens in the program is we have doctors, we have ultrasound techs, we have um, pharmacists, we have radiologists, we have all different aspects of medicine. And we do that and invite the students who are interested in math and come science and see to and, come and, and see and get exposed and get exposed to yes. what we do. And it's really a wonderful Saturday. So look it up. I'm sure it's on their we, website. You um, and what's the what's the website for for T. Leroy Jefferson Medical Society? It's um, T. Leroy Jefferson Medical Society and I actually should have it at my fingertips, but I don't. We will we will absolutely post that on the Urban League's website. Do. Uh, Dr. Graham, it's been a, it's been a pleasure um, talking with you. I have more questions, but our time is is running out. We will have you back because we want to continue this conversation on 
not only women's health, but also the health of our community uh, and what we need to do to support, to educate, and to make a difference in the lives of so many people. Because um, I know you as a doctor, your goal is to make sure that that you can help and, and, and serve people properly. Absolutely. And, and sometimes we... Within our culture, we wait too late to seek advice or to seek help. I agree with you. I'm really glad that you said that. If you have a problem, please um, come in, see a physician, see a provider, see a nurse practitioner, see someone, get some help. Good. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for, for being with us. All right, Patrick, we are winding down. You got less than a month for that 50th anniversary gala, man. Trey, we are really working hard to finish out and, and finish strong with this. Our gala again is on May 12th, our 50th anniversary at the Urban League of Palm Beach County. You can call for tickets at 561-833-1461 or go to our website at ulpbc.org. We are uh, really planning for a great show, a great effort to celebrate 50 years of work and service here in Palm Beach County. We invite all of our community residents to come out and join us and have a good time and help us celebrate as we prepare for the next 50 years, Trey. Absolutely. Happy Easter to all our community residents who who listen to us on, on Sunday mornings and to all of you. Have a great Easter Sunday. South Florida Sundays, y'all. Have a great one.